my friend. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm good. Man, it's so nice to see guys, you. Guys, she looks so good. She's in a yellow, <laughs> cute yellow dress. She's eating something very unhealthy. She's not on a 90-day anything. I don't 90-day anything. 90-day anything. I, I gym to eat. Like, <laughs> I literally go to the gym so I can eat everything I want. Like, yeah. yeah but you look so great. Thank you very much. You looked super, super awesome in your latest trip. I was Thank like, this you. girl, the bikini <laughs> pictures. And what did they say to you in your um in your DMs about your bikini pictures? Uh, I got told by some woman, we're not going to mention names, yes. that um I mustn't put bikini pictures up because then nobody will give me work. The people won't respect me. But who? Yeah. Well, Beyonce, how are they getting with I don't know. Maybe born. it's different. It's different. You know, it's different for other people. It's different. You know, when you know somebody, you feel yes. like you're entitled to say no. something to them, but it doesn't work that way. I've, I've, um, because the other time, I think about a couple of weeks ago, I put in my stories that people on IG mm-hmm. we want to follow you, but your accounts are locked, are private. Yes. You yes. guys can see our accounts. We can't see. And then this other lady said to me, it's because we want to post our bikini pictures. Without our colleagues seeing. <laughs> so that's why people lock their, their IG. Oh, wow. Don't why don't you just block your, your colleagues? But the thing is, you don't even know their usernames and stuff like that. Uh, but anyway, okay. so I'm, um, look, man, people, I'm listen, just going to post my bikini pictures because I look damn good. Listen, if you look good, you look good. I, and, and for me, I always say, you know, I never understand the correlation between posting bikini pictures or posting any kind of pictures that are sexy to you yes. um, and work. Because at the end of the day, Unless you are selling your body, your mm. body really has nothing to do with what your brain does at work, exactly. right? So, I mean, and even then, I mean, if you're selling it, hey, girl, make your money the way you want to make it. It's only got to do with you and God, exactly. really. Anyway, on to more positive, positive yes, things. Yes. The travel, that thing we both love so mm-hmm. much. Girl, before we get to the travel, yes, you tweeted something the other day and I was like, what? I didn't know this about you. You 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 left South Africa when you were ten years old. Yes, and then you went to Belgium. Uh huh. Tell me about all of that. How did that all happen? Also, I want to know how we've been friends almost fifteen years and we've never had that conversation. But you, but you know what that says? Uh About it says something about the kind of friendships that we have. Mm-hmm. Like we will talk about that now. Yeah. But we never really talk about where you come from and your background and all of that. It it starts it's from true, we meet hey? at an event and then it just starts from there. And what I know about you, I know you have a daughter. I know you have this company and you love this, this, this. and then I think it's 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 that it's true and okay. and we also don't get to introduce like our friends to family and we don't even think about those things. I was, it's true. I was I saying the other day. Yeah, I was saying the other day to the girls that we went to Thailand with. I was like, guys, we need to exchange contact details for family members. So like you travel, like we, you and yeah. I could have traveled a long time ago, but we've never exchanged contacts. This is my sister's number. If anything yes. happens, this is who you need to contact. So let's be better people. Yes, let's be better people uh, this let, year. Hey? Let's know a bit about uh, uh, one another's backgrounds and mm-hmm. all of that. Yes, so Belgium, what happened? Uh, well, I mean, we we were living in Kimberley. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents are from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, you know, my dad's, a lot darker than than my mom. My mom's very like my mom looks white. She's got green eyes. My dad's quite dark. Mm. I mean, his father was black. So I mean, it was really tough for my parents doing about it anyway because mm. you know they were never able to hold hands um, in oh. public. They were never able to go out in public. My mom. We used to go to the store with my mom and my brothers are darker. Like we're six kids, so the boys are dark and the girls are light. But too. And um, we'd like go 
to and even then i mean we were colored so we look colored you mm. know and we'd go to the store with my mom and remember back in the day you when you went to the store it was there were a lot of stores that you weren't allowed to go into but you were allowed to be served from the window mm-hmm. so my mom used to like leave us around the corner and then go so, inside and she, then she'd be able to go inside yeah. you see yeah. um so it was a lot easier or if they'd seen that she was like with kids that were her kids that were a little bit darker mm-hmm. than she had to stand by the window oh regardless of whether the fact they thought she, she was white or not or not so that, that was tough for my parents and it was tough for us just growing up and my parents didn't really want us to grow up in an environment mm-hmm. where like we that. thought we were lesser mm-hmm. um because they knew the difference you know mm-hmm. they knew that this wasn't right um so my dad worked overseas mm-hmm. and when i was about 10 years old we just packed up um and we moved to Belgium when i was 10 mm. and we went to school then i mean i think we were there a couple of days and and i mean i was 10 years old yeah i'd never seen any difference in terms of you know i grew up we grew up with colored and black people yes. we went to a colored and black school <laughs> you know we didn't we never interacted with white people mm-hmm. at that up until that point i'd never really interacted with black with white, white people, people unless it was people that worked with my dad or things like that mm-hmm. and it was just weird we'd been there about 3 days and i seen i'll never forget i'll seen a, a black guy kissing a white woman and i grabbed my dad and i was like shaking and was like tell them to stop they're going to get into trouble and my dad so traumatized by where you come of from course, yes. because for me it was normal i'd never a, seen white yeah. and black people together Inter- before yes. in the same room in the same vicinity even if they were in the same room there was the black and colored people on one side mm. or white people on on another side mm. you know that's how i grew up so when i seen them my dad had to explain that you know it was only like that in south africa and it was it was tough for me as a 10 year old mm. to kind of think oh wow so this is not how the real world is mm. and and realize that i could go anywhere and do anything and and i wasn't restricted by the color of my skin mm. um and that was really cool to be honest with you to wow. to have that realization that the world was so different mm. but only learning about that because we'd left south africa wow so we lived in belgium maybe 3 years uh-huh. and it was 13 uh we moved to england we moved to a little place out just outside of manchester called presbury mm. which was just in a in a place called Macclesfield was in a, like 10 minutes from a village called Macclesfield mm. I went to school there um but I was a really 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 clever little girl like <laughs> I really I I wasn't emotionally ready for how clever I was if I should say that because yeah. I finished school when I was 14 what um and I had to go and get special permission to go on to college and go on to uni um from the local councils because at the time they hadn't dealt with such a young yeah, age going into 14, such a higher level yo. institution mm. um and it was emotionally I wasn't ready for that because I was I was 14 hanging around with 19 and 20 year olds and mm. I didn't you need to understand being put into that environment I was a like of things I wanted to party <laughs> I wanted to do things of course I didn't want to study I didn't want to I didn't realize what I had and and um I didn't want the academic pressure from anybody mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't ready to be the person they wanted me to be um so I I I really messed up a lot just purely because I didn't want to have to have that academic pressure on it i was too young so when you say messed up what exactly did you do i mean i wasn't i didn't concentrate on oh, my studies kind okay. of thing so you didn't do well now i didn't i did i did really well mm. i just didn't 
do anything. I didn't do things according to the timelines of okay. my age, I yes. should say. Oh, um, okay. It was too much pressure for me. Yeah. It really was. I was too young to yeah. understand um, or too young to want to be put into that kind of academic mm-hmm. pressure for my parents. Mm-hmm. I was just too young for it. I wanted to be so, a 14-year-old. Yeah, I guess then, you know, now we talk about gap years and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I guess... It would have been perfect to actually you just before yes. you go to uni, just chill yes. and, you know, I mean, like, get ready for it. I have a 14 year old now. She's going to, I mean, she's going to be 15 very soon. Yeah. And who's also super smart and super vocal. And she's also super, super <laughs> like She's a very, very smart little girl. <laughs> hmm. Um, And she said to me, when I'm finished school, mommy, I'm not going straight to uni. Yeah. I do want to go to uni, but can I take a gap year? Mm-hmm. And I completely understand. Same. And I'm like, I'm so encouraging mm-hmm. of it because she's I don't want to put that pressure yes. on her because I know how extremely smart she mm-hmm. is which she gets from me not from her father but I just want <laughs> to throw that in I mean obviously um but I don't want her to be under yeah. that pressure of yeah. being really really smart mm-hmm. and and because you know you went through yes. it you experienced it and you know that it, it actually would have benefited you to just yes to, you know, if everybody had just, just let me take breather. a break so i mean i'm very lucky to have yeah. a child that actually knows what she wants mm-hmm. um it was it took me a really long time to figure that out and then i studied law eventually mm-hmm. and i mean i didn't finish so where were you when you started studying law were you still in, in i was in manchester okay yeah. i studied law in manchester mm-hmm. Um, I did two years there. I literally mm-hmm. had one year to go. And then I I, I was stupid. I fell in love. <laughs> I got married. And, and, but then I had my daughter. Mm. Um, so, you know, I had Layla and that was the most beautiful thing yes. that came out of that marriage. And, you know, it's just the way life is. You know, mm. you, you, you know, they always say, you know, you can make plans and then God laughs at you. And laughs, yes, yeah. Because he's got his own plans. plans. So, so when you got married, then you moved to South Africa. I actually, I moved to South Africa a couple of months before we got married. Mm-hmm. And even then, you know, our parents were putting us under so much pressure to have such a big wedding and that was not what I wanted. Uh. Um, so we literally got up one Saturday morning. <laughs> And we went to go get married. Wow, you guys. Yeah. Really? Were they not upset? Like, what? We didn't tell them for three months. And the only reason we told them we were married, we'd left them carrying on with their (laughs) wedding planning and just like kind of stalled everything. And then eventually we had to tell them because I'd found out I was pregnant. Yeah. And that was also a big shock for me because I never wanted kids. But also, yeah, but also. How this thing happened? No, (laughs) because I went into my marriage knowing full well I never wanted children. And I'd been like that my whole life. Mm-hmm. I told my mom since I was very young. I think the first time at nine things. years old saying, mm-hmm. I never want children. Mm-hmm. And I really never wanted children. Mm-hmm. And, and while I was pregnant, uh, while I was married, I fell pregnant and I cried for nine days straight. I'll never forget. It was just the most debilitating thing <laughs> to ever happen to me mm. and now I look back at it and she's just the most beautiful thing and you are a ever. good good mother and I, I try saying, I don't want to have children it's hard though mommyhood is hard and also remember what you see on social media is what I allow you to see absolutely just like every other yes. parent we mm. all go through stuff mm. it's hard oh, I mean the other day <laughs> I'm busy standing in the hallway screaming like a mad person because mm. Layla is not doing something and then she looks at me and she's like just like you know that look of just calm down <laughs> you know just get over yourself and calm down kind of thing so it's hard like mm-hmm. I, I know I'm not perfect. I know mm. she's not perfect, but we make it work, you, you make know. It work, yeah. We make it work and yeah. and we have to sit down and have a lot of conversations. 
and being a mom, I've had to change a lot of who I am um, mm. to be a better person so I can uh-huh. be a better parent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because parenting makes you realize you have flaws. <laughs> so and so you have true. to accept those oh flaws, especially how you deal with other people. Mm. Um, so it's tough. It's really, mm. really tough. And only now that I'm a parent and now that I'm older, mm-hmm. I, I, I've, I understand my mom's mm. parenting now. Yeah, I've also had like so many moments where I would go back and to my son and apologize for you know, yes. this and that and how I handle this. Cause but also, don't you feel like... <laughs> It's weird having to apologize to your child because no. we were never apologized no, to. No, we never got any. We never got it. was like, hey, you're wrong, no, finished. Yeah, I, said, <laughs> yeah, I said and I said, okay, no, that was not right. I shouldn't. Because yes. also you're setting an example for this person. So you really have to go back and also to teach them that if you feel like you didn't do something. Yes. That, that's right. You have to go and apologize. Apologize. Yeah. Now, and that's the thing. Like I found myself from a, from when she was very young, mm. you know, telling her to say sorry to people yeah. when she was wrong. And I then realized that I'm not that person. So mm-hmm. I then had to figure out how do how I apologize do I? to my yes. child and say I'm wrong, but also still be in a position where it's like, I'm still your moral compass for now, mm-hmm. you know? So therefore I have to act in a certain way in Absolutely. order for you to be to a better person. Be, yeah. And that's really hard because generally, you know, as women, we don't apologize because I mean, no. what do we do wrong? <laughs> what do we do wrong? No, I'm kidding. Um, but it, it was hard. Like it was yeah. really hard. I had to figure this parenting thing out yeah. by myself but because there's no handbook. A, you've done a good job. Thank you very much. Yeah. So really then traveling, you started very, very early. I mean, you even left the country for Belgium at like 10 years old. Yes. Um, but what was your first trip as an adult? I, growing up in England, it was a lot easier to travel. Uh, mm. Just because we were right there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going to Europe was really just a, a, a train it's ride easy. away or yes. a plane ride away. Um, let me think of my first. My first trip really as an adult I wasn't really an adult. I just mm. thought I was. But I was like, <laughs> I think I was 18 or 19. I went to Ireland, actually. I was oh, living wow. in the UK. Yeah. But uh, um, a memory I remember very clearly is mm. actually I was the person I was dating at the time. We went to Ireland mm. for the weekend and it was really nice. It was, um, I got to see Dublin and I'd never been there before. Um, oh my God, it's beautiful. so beautiful. <laughs> it is so, so stunning. Mm. Ireland is, is, is a, a Absolutely amazing place. Just, it reminds me so much of Scotland. It's very green. Yeah, there's lots of hills. I'm thinking of a film. There's a film with Jared Butler uh, in Ireland. I, I know the movie you're talking about, but oh I can't gosh, think of the name. Yes, I remember. I remember. Yeah. But it's it's absolutely it's stunning. Like, yes, I love you. I don't know. I don't know. Something like I that. I cannot. I'm gonna yeah. lie if I say yes. Mm. Um, but I mean it's that's that's beautiful. and I and I took the ferry. Yeah, and I mean. I'm not so bad now, but at the time I was very, I used to get very, very seasick. So it was my first experience on the ferry and oh my gosh, I just spent the whole time being sick. Oh no. Um, But how long was the ferry? It wasn't long, but it was like an hour or two hours. Okay. okay. No, it was longer than that. But Mm. it was just, it was very, I just remember being so sickly Mm. and lying down the whole time in the cabin. So I didn't see much. But was there. Yeah. (laughs) But still, it's like, oh my gosh, it was horrible. When you're traveling. You know, and and that was uh that was an experience but Ireland was amazing. Mm. Um 
yeah, so that was one of my first trips. But I mean, when I lived in England, I traveled England and Scotland okay. and Wales yeah. quite a bit because my sister like, lived in Wales. Yeah. Um, Scotland was right there. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, we grew up in, in Belgium. Um, and in, while we were in Belgium, we used to go to Paris, you know, so we used to go to France because okay. it's like just skipping over yes. the border. I mean, my oh. first trip to Amsterdam was with my family. Wow. My dad actually took us to the red light district. What? My dad was like, if <laughs> you're going to see, because my dad was like, if you're going to see this, let me show you, let me oh. take you so I can explain it to you okay. so that you don't. You very know, open-minded. Very yeah. like, he didn't want us to go and see it and not understand what we what, were seeing or hear stories about it. Yes. And then our curiosity got us into trouble. Yes. So even with my mom, my mom, my dad, all the kids, we went and we were walking <laughs> down. And the thing is, it's so, I mean, it's so open. It's not a, it's not a seedy place because they don't make it seedy. Yes, um, yes. So it was very educational for us in the sense that my dad was like, this is what they do. They sit in the windows. People come. They go inside. My dad was very open in terms of explaining it. But it was also very, um, I guess my dad didn't want us to have curiosity. And then that thing of not asking your parents and then you go and do it and then you get into trouble. Yeah. Because now you don't know what you're doing. Is, the, is that something that you would do, like take your daughter to just go see, so you could explain? Or? I'm very open with Leila. I mean, we've, mm. I mean, we've, all, we've talked about sex since she was eight years old. Mm. Um, because I don't want her coming home at 16 and pregnant because mm. some boy told her the mm. first time you can't get mm. pregnant. Yeah, and then you know what I mean. True. And then she doesn't know anything about about sex or she doesn't know anything about <laughs> condoms or things like that so, so we're very open about yeah, yeah okay. and it's not just the ones you know since she was eight we've it's a continuous conversation mm, that we've had mm. and i've been very open just, as awkward as it's been yeah. don't get me wrong it's p probably the most awkward conversations i've had with anyone in my whole life <laughs> more awkward than i've had with a partner about anything um but it's conversations we need to have with our kids yeah. because this is why we have the spread of aids hiv mm. stds because we don't talk we about don't these Things talk about it so and the preventative measures. Yes. Um, so I'd rather her come to me at 16 and say, and Mommy, ask, I'm yeah. going to do this. I'm not going to talk anybody <laughs> out of it because what happens when we talk people out of things? They do it anyway do it because anyway. they want to see. Yes, they want to experience. Exactly. And, and it is, whether they don't do it at that particular point, exactly. it's going to happen at some point in any case. Exactly. Well, I don't want to think about my son having sex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <Okay>. not ready, <laughs> but it's things we need to think about as parents mm. because, you know, I mean, we didn't get here from fairies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? we no, the uh, stocks didn't Vietnam bring us, somewhere. you know? <laughs> okay, I want to get to Vietnam. Mm -hmm.